0: Hello, I'm Jeff Lester, and welcome to Wait, What?, comics Podcast for Savage Critic's website. We've got episode 41 lined up for you, and in it, Graham McMillan and I discuss the process of writing reviews for Savage Critic, confusion on our own rating system, the conclusion of the Flash series, Flashpoint No. 1 and its possible ramifications, Thor the Motion Picture, X-Men First Class, and much more, in a convenient 75-minute pill-like format. We hope you enjoy, and as always... Have waiting to hear the <laughs> and just have it see how long you can just sort of drag that out to everyone's own torment. But it sounds I'm,
1: really I'm not I'm not even gonna try, uh, and I don't think it's unlovely, but thank you for your kindness. Hey Jeff, happy belated 10th anniversary to the Savage Critic.
2: Why,
0: yes, Graham, happy belated anniversary to you. That was quite a little achievement, isn't it?
1: I was kind of stunned when Brian said it. And then I was so happy that you, me, and Brian all managed to do posts on that day. We did capsule reviews, which I I at least haven't done for so long.
0: Oh, but you've done them much more recently than I have. It's been, I mean, at least a year since I think I've posted anything non podcasty I think. You know, and even then they weren't really capsule reviews. They were like reviews of anime and stuff. So, hmm. Yeah, no, it was kind of fun. Um, I'd like to figure out a way to do more of it, you know, despite the fact that I was kind of... I don't think I would have done it if you hadn't... um...
1: (laughs) Do you know how I ended up doing capsule reviews? I really wanted to do an essay about the Flash series. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't do it. Like, I I made, like, three or four false starts, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And it was so impossible for me not to post something on the 10th anniversary day. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do capture reviews. I can't remember how to do them.
0: <laughs> now, when you say you don't remember how to do them, do you do you mean like you didn't know? Because I have to say, I I had to look at your post to make sure that the little, like, behind the jump button really was what it said that it was doing.
1: You know? Oh, no, no, I, I mean in the sense of, like... I didn't know how to say things in a short manner, and not not just go on forever. I, know, uh, I, know. I, I like the. I didn't remember the the ratings. I had to I had to look at the logo for
0: the ratings. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I mean, I wrote them for such a long time. I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable calling this awful, but I forget, is crap lower than awful? Yes, it is. it's it's,
1: it's, cra- it's A and crap and awful that always throw me off. <laughs> okay, good, very good, excellent. I always remember. It's always yeah. the lower end. I'm like, wait, wait, is crap worse than awful? Because to me, awful is worse than crap. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, right. awful is like, that's awful. And crap is just like, eh, it's kind of crap. Right but, uh, on the on the scale, crap is worse than awful. Yes, which always throws me off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I wonder if it's you know, it's, I I think I think generally I would rank I would I would rate uh, crap lower than awful. I wonder if it's just some sort of. Do you think that's a weird like? I'm I, like I think UK yeah, I, I think it might be a UK thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense to me. So, which is funny because I have, I have over time, I, am it's much easier for me to call something crap and then admit that I enjoyed it, I guess. Whereas like when something
1: like crap to me is like, you know, it's kind of harmless, right? Do you know what I mean? Eh, it's crap, but right. you, you could still enjoy it. Whereas if something's awful, you almost have to go out your way to enjoy it.
0: Right. Like arguably you could say that the first season of heroes is crap and the second season is awful.
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So awful
1: is worse than crap to me.
0: Right, right. Hmm, interesting. We may have like ticked onto like the little secret like cuz back when people would say like you know, before we got that built into our logo, thanks to your wonderful wife, like people would always be like, I don't understand your scale. Why do you, what is what? And it's like, dude, it's, it's awful. Like how hard do you have to go out of your way to understand the scale? If somebody says something is crap, you're like, well, yes, but is it better crap than the other, you know, it it always cracked me up. But because I thought it was relatively, you know, in a way, sort of scale proof, but now I sort of understand finally why people get confused by it,
1: you know. Well, and that it really, it's only Brian that's been doing them with any amount of regularity. I mean, I've just looked; my previous post before this was January, which is appalling. I went four <laughs> months without a post.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's part of why we do this, you know. On the other hand, we're, like, well past, you know, episode 40 of the podcast, and we've been doing it, like, weekly with multiple installments with, with kind of hor- horrifying regularity.
1: I know, isn't it crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of blows my mind. <laughs> Me too. But Speak- I'll I'll tell you this. I am yes. going to do more capsule reviews. Because after I did them, I was not only like, huh, ha, I had a lot of fun doing that. It was also... So much um, faster than doing a big essay mm-hmm. that I was like, I should just do more or review.
0: Right, right, exactly. Because because in a, in a way, like if you know what you're going to say, like if you've kind of that's the hook itself. Like you can kind of just say it. You don't necessarily have to justify it or or spend a lot of time. No, on you that.
1: just say it and get out. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I I have to admit, I. I I sort of cranked through mine and and honestly it wasn't until cuz I started writing about I wanted to to talk about um a volume of One Piece that I really liked and the more I started getting into it the more it kind of got bogged down and compared to the other things and pieces and it just didn't it just it was like wow it's it's kind of funny it doesn't work I I think it's a it's kind of Capsule reviews yeah you really should keep them short and otherwise like the harder you try to make something substantial of them almost like the more incrementally harder it becomes to do that.
1: Yes yeah no exactly. But um uh, so it it's it's very I don't know. It was just very weird. And the other interesting thing was I ended up getting almost everything I wanted to say about The Flash into a Newsarama blog post yesterday.
0: I saw that, which I quite liked. Uh, That was the one where you basically talked about, like, yes, I prefer Wally West, and here's why.
1: Yeah, and the real reason is there's been no reason for Barry Allen. They've not given us any reason why Barry Allen is an interesting character yet. Right. And that's after two years of him being back.
0: Well, and as I think you pointed out, that's even considering the the retro, the the retcon with his mom,
1: you know, yeah, which after Flashpoint is really bugging me now.
0: Oh, that that he like set it up and then brings her back there,
1: or no, no, the 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 whole retcon with the mother, mm-hmm. um, is just really clumsy. Yeah, yeah, it you know it, it <laughs> it's it's, it's it's almost like I mean you could tell why he did it he, uh, flash is um, flash is the Jeff Johns has to realize now that he can't just do the same thing twice because uh, flash is pretty much green Lantern again in almost every way
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, and it just does not work in a way the green Lantern does well no. I mean it, it it fails in almost every way the green Lantern succeeds.
0: Can can we can we sort of talk outside the frame for a second here? And I don't know how comfortable you're going going to be talking about this online, but um, certain sources had suggested to me that Johns had said in an interview that he didn't really have any interest in taking over the Flash. That it was more or less something that had been given to him by management and said, "Here, take this, do this, fix this."
1: Yeah, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, that was what happened. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure John's on record before that as being like, I'm a big Wally fan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so maybe he was just like, I need to find a hook for this character. Right. And so I'll just repeat what I did with Green Lantern. Well, But it's just, it, it, none of it works. None of it works. And after, I think what it was is I read Flash issue 12. Which I didn't expect a lot from. Right. But Flash issue 12 is so flimsy. It's almost like a fuck you to everyone who's bought the series for a year.
0: Well, I have to say, as somebody who's only bought one other issue of The Flash, I was like, wait a minute, they blew up Hot Pursuit? (laughs) The characters (laughs) that only Jeff cared
1: about? (laughs) Yeah, but it's like they didn't, because he's in the Kid Flash Flashpoint series. Is he? Yeah. Oh.
2: What? Oh.
1: Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. Mm. But um, but did you read Flash Issue Twelve? I did. I, I remember. It's not just like it, but... insanely light. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. insanely light. Yeah. yeah. And for the second story in a row, and there's only been two stories in the Flash series, mm-hmm. they don't get their guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like wow. So the Flash is in terms of a character. He is apparently emotionally regressing because of this thing that you created. That you're not really dealing with, apart from other people are telling us this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a really bad superhero because he never gets, gets the bad guy. You, I, well, and the, also he never really uses his powers. Like yes. he runs around really fast, mm-hmm. but it doesn't achieve anything. Well, no,
0: because I think uh, the, the I think the two little bits of the puzzle for me were checking the Flash Rebirth series out um, of the library, reading the hardcover, and in the back, they pretty much have, like, Jeff... See, this is it. I'm always like...
1: Is this, 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 this part where it's like, it's about time? Yeah. Flash, Flash is about time, not just speeds.
0: <laughs> well, which, which honestly makes sense to me, but... But it's more the fact that he had the pitch in the back, if we're to be believed it's the actual pitch that he put forward, and he's talking about the Flashpoint event in that pitch, you know? So I kind of feel like his hook into doing the Flash series was in the idea of doing Flashpoint and being able to, like, set up this this potential game changer to the DCU at a super big event. And the rest of it, because it has to get in place... Like I think there's a good good argument to be made that the protagonist of the Flash series since it comes since it's come back has actually been the reverse Flash, maybe. Like I really cause he's the one who's like he, doing he, things and definitely... setting things.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's definitely the most interesting character, but at the same time, he's really only in four issues of the series. Mm, which is the last four leading up to the Flashpoint, or...? He's in, like, the last three of that, and oh. he's in the one before the start of that story. He's got, like, essentially his origin issue. Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. issue eight, maybe? Issue 7
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, And it, it's definitely the best issue of the series.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, I mean, yeah, I can see that, but at the same time... He couldn't, I don't know, there's no interest in Barry Allen at all. Right. And it just feels like John's never, not even never got the character, but also couldn't really be bothered to work out something to do with the character having not got him, if that makes sense. Because the thing I thought when writing the the news around post yesterday was, the Flash doesn't have to be interesting, but his stories do. Uh
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, you can work with The Flash as a square, which would be an interesting hook for the series. This is a guy out of time. This is a guy who doesn't feel like he belongs. Right. And, you know, everyone else is more interesting than him. As long as the stories are interesting, as long as the series has some reason to read it, and none of that is there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I have to admit that as somebody who uh, has some you know, has read The Flash off off and on, and largely, very much largely, the Wally West years. I kind of, I'm bored by, like, the rogues. Like, there's a lot of the stuff that comes with Flash that I'm never excited about. And I
1: loved the rogues before Jeff Johns got them. Interesting. Like, with, with the William Messner Loeb years, and mm-hmm. less or so with the, the Mark Waite years, there was always this feeling that, like, the rogues had no idea what to do now that Barry Allen was dead, nice. and that they weren't really bad guys. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, no, we were kind of in it for fun, and now that he's dead, eh. Yeah. You know, and that was really interesting. And mm-hmm. pretty much as soon as Jeff Johns started writing, even the Wally West years, it was like they were badasses. Oh, totally. They had they had terrible childhoods. Mm-hmm. They were they did yeah, cocaine. They'll, they'll kill you as soon as look at you. And it's like that's not interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The guys who were kind of dicks, but dicks to a particular guy, and then when he's dead, they're like. Uh, what do we do now? That's more interesting.
0: That is true. That is a that is actually a really great little hook. Um, yeah, I just I so I've I've never really been down with I guess a lot of the the legacy parts of the Flash, I suppose. But I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that I liked were the ways that um, you know Messner Loeb's, like a lot of the stuff that I remember from him, was him to- taking the characters from Mike Barron's years, you know, where Barron had... I don't know if there a rogue ever popped up in Barron's run, you know what I mean? would he
1: hear Chunk. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and Red Trinity. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly, you know? So, I mean, I remember, like, Chunk, like, weighs more heavily in my brain, no pun intended, than, than I don't know, fucking Captain Cold, you know? Uh, and I just... That's kind of always been my way, I guess. So, so there was a period where, when Wade came in, and it was suddenly it was like speed ninjas. I'm like, okay, I'm down with this. Like, even even the return of Barry Allen is actually kind of brilliantly done
1: as that storyline goes. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a really good arc though, because because yeah. it really does come out of nowhere. And up until the reveal. You're like, wow, he's back, and he's kind of a dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did such a great job of playing with our expectations of return stories and then turning it on its head. It was really successful in that regard. Um, But, uh, so, all of which is to say that I I don't know. I, I feel like... I guess I feel like what people consider an interesting flash story is where I always start to get a little antsy because I'm like, ah, you know, the rogues and, ah, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to define what an interesting flash story is, unless it's like there are so, so many super cool ideas that are.
1: What exactly are for me, mm-hmm. the a formal playing with the medium. hmm. Uh, because when I think Flash, I think Silver Age Flash. And I think of, like, the wonderful Carmen Infantino. Uh, you know, the caption boxes would have hands. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's only nine, where's the tens? And the caption box would be counting out nine on its fingers. Yes. Yeah, no. So, like, things like that think the Flash to me are... For me, the Flash, and I don't know why, because I was obviously not alive during the Silver Age... But Barry Allen stories have to start with a full-page splash that is not part of the story. It's like yeah. a scene from the. Mm-hmm. That asks the asks a question: Who is this man? Why is he doing this to so the right. Flash? Right. Find out in story, and then you start your story. Right.
0: Well, but see, this is the thing. So those and are would, two things that you've both said about the Flash that have nothing to do with the character in any way whatsoever.
1: That that's why I'm saying. For me, yeah. it's the, the characters' does not have to be interesting as long as you do some. Interesting story, even if it's playing with the form. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking this while rereading uh, Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin the other day. Mm. They're, that's not this especially character led piece.
0: No, right.
1: But it's fun and it's interesting to read because he's playing with the format. Well, you know, actually,
0: although I think there are character bits in there. Um, oh, there's definitely character bits, but it's yeah. not an
1: incredibly character piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I w- I was actually thinking about how much I wish that Frank Quitely would be drawing the Flash. You know, because I mean,
1: oh, anyone other than who they've got, and I think, uh, Francis, <laughs> no, I think Francis Mandipal's a really good artist, and yeah. I really like his work. He's completely wrong for The Flash. I mean, insanely wrong for The Flash. Really and wrong, Scott, yeah. Scott Collins' stuff, especially in the latter issues, has been so rushed that it's just been ugly.
0: Yeah, it, which is weird, because, uh, again, Scott Collins had himself a pretty decent
1: run on The Flash that
0: I remember yes. quite well.
1: You know? Yeah, and and the, the stuff he's been doing, I mean, the only thing I can think is that it's it's so rushed that he's cutting corners because issue 12 is just outright ugly in places. Mm-hmm. Especially any point where the Flash is running, he's pretty much flying. Right. Like, his legs don't look any, any yeah. like they do. Um, <laughs> and it's just, and, you know, everyone's got the grated teeth, and it's just like there's so many things that are just wrong with Scott Collins' last couple of issues. Mm. But the, the art was always wrong because the Flash, and this is like, me making another ridiculous leap. <laughs> yes. Flash is not a book where you have sensitive grayscale tones. Mm-hmm. The Flash is a book where it's all line. The Flash is a book where it's got to read quickly.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so the idea of, like... That's a good. That's one. Of, like, here's my lovely ink wash. No, that slows down the eye. You've got to have lines. You've got to, it's got to be linear and right. only linear, and it's just got to move fast. Your eye has got to run across the page.
0: Which is probably why Infantino ends up being still kind of one of the all-time best Flash artists, because, yes. you know... Because it's all this sort of, like... Um, very structured design that just sort of hurdles you through the book, even with the even with the incredibly playful elements outside of it. You know the.
1: No, no, you're entirely right, and I think that's why someone like Frank Quitely would be a really interesting choice for the Flash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If only because I also can't see him doing traditional "quote unquote" Flash style for right. super speed. Right. I imagine him doing something that looks more like one instant, in all of that. So you know you'd see a mid run, but everything else would be floating or something like that. I'd imagine that sort of imagery more than anything before, which would have been more interesting
0: because (laughs) of the way that he uses super. He he does show super speed in All Star Superman, you know, at a couple of points, and it's always interesting. Like quietly, as far as I can tell, does a uh, uh, he's got he he has. He uses the external frame, you know, the the layout of panels on the page for motion, but then he frequently shows movement inside the panel in super interesting ways as well, mm. you know? And so there is kind of a, a thing of like the way that he would cut up and restructure time because he does it sort of, it really feels like he's doing it. On the page and sort of inside, you know, outside and inside at the same time, I think he could do some really interesting stuff if he got the right writer and all that sort of things. And in fact, it really makes me want to go back and see how he handled the flash panels in the Morrison Quietly Earth 2
1: book. Uh, I seem to remember, and I haven't read it in a while, but I seem to remember there's a lot of multiple flashes.
0: Right. That makes a lot of
1: sense. Um, per panel but mm-hmm. i could be wrong yeah. yeah um but no, i just i just issue 12 of the flash really made me think this entirely se- this entire series is worthless mm-hmm. this is 12 issues of nothing
2: mm-hmm. they're
1: not one story against result yeah. um, the flash is shown to be completely ineffectual and unlikable and let's face it a bit of an emotional retard right at the same time Time as everyone else is telling him, "Oh, we love you," right? right. And I was like, "This is this is horrible." And this also just doesn't work. This series is a complete failure.
0: Right. Well, it is, and I'm fascinated that it's 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 their at least their second strikeout because r- the way they were handling the Flash series before they brought back Barry that was. Horrible. Was that Mark Guggenheim who was doing that? Where?
1: Oh, are you thinking of the, the Bart Allen series? Oh, right. Where Bart Allen is the Flash? Yeah, that, that was that was horrible as well. That was Mark Guggenheim for the end. And, but the and start. It was someone else's. It start.
0: was the it was the guys was from like the Paul... Flash team. It was what's yeah, his, name, from the Flash what's his team. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Danny Bilson and Paul. Someone right? Yeah, D- DeMeo or something like. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That's um, it. Yeah, and it, it's just. Ah. The Flash is quite clearly a character that is really hard to do right.
0: Really hard to do right, yeah. I think that's that's absolutely right. <clears throat> and it's fascinating that I'll be kind of curious to see... <clears throat> well, I guess this should lead us into the bigger news, which I was like, once I read the... Um, the, the news newsman announcement I'm like I really want to hear what Graham has
1: to say about this uh, DC. About what, what, DC what the, what the fuck DC are doing in September e- exactly exactly um, they're obviously doing something really big yeah uh, it's one it's one year later isn't it like that that's what they're doing they're doing like one year later plus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because all of the arcs in the ongoing series are finishing in August right and they all ship before August 31st which is the last issue of Flashpoint, which really is the only DC comic altogether shipping that week.
0: I know. Not, Isn't that not crazy? Just Like
1: there's not even a vertical book. that's crazy. Um
0: I mean I love those guys, but
1: I, I mean I, I really think they're they really like... hope they really better hope flashpoint's a big hit. Because yeah. the Flashpoint line goes down <laughs> in the next couple of months, yeah. then that that's gonna be horrible for them.
0: Well yeah. I mean I, I mean and even so it's just that kind of thing of the the you're they're taking it's like this really super ballsy maneuver in a way because you're basically giving every DC reader a jumping off point you know yes with this idea that they're going to jump right back on with more excitement now more than ever
1: uh I don't know I mean do you think here's here's the thing I am more excited for the September books than I would have been otherwise well sure because I think I think there's so much more potential to be gained Mm-hmm. As long as they don't fuck it up.
0: Well, the, the right. problem is, right?
1: Historically, yes, there will be fucking up. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, like when I think back to one year later when it launched, one year mm-hmm. later was a really good launch mm-hmm. because you got like Marsden and Batman, you got Kurt Busiek and Jeff Johnson and Superman, mm-hmm. Alan Heinberg and Wonder Woman, you got uh, Walt Simonson and Hog Girl. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you actually had for maybe. All of three months, right. like a really good lineup. The yeah. then are really quickly. Yeah. If you can do something like that long term,
2: uh-huh.
1: spectacular. Uh-huh. Uh, I am really seriously I, as excited as I am. I think I'm more worried that that's not the case because right. I heard a couple of people who know things they are not telling me uh-huh. uh, refer to a DC implosion coming very soon. Wow in term not in terms of books but in uh-huh. terms of creators um, and i don't know why that is uh-huh. i mean i think we can all hazard guesses sure but it, it really worries me mhm
0: uh-huh. mhm uh-huh. now so, an implosion in the sense of do you think because a bunch of people were told, "Hey, good news! You've got to you wrap should... up your run." and... Yeah, and
1: and, and this is you. what you, this is what you should be doing afterwards,
0: right? Yeah, you'll be getting your talking points memo about what yes. we want from your yeah title at the at the relaunch. Yeah, yeah, I I can
1: see that being the case. Uh. So can I, and it's uh, it's really weird because DC has historically shown that um, it can take mid-level talents insofar as, you know, their fan base Uh as opposed to their actual talent um, and put them in the right place and come up with great work. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But it's also shown that it can stifle the hell out of them
0: by telling
1: them, This is the story you're telling for the next six months.
0: Right. Well, I I think, see, that's funny. It's like you mentioned one year later. It's like, oh, great start. I'm like, yeah, I think most of the major titles that the quote DC's A-list books for their first year, you know, that, that one year later thing had a lot going on, a lot. But I, I just think of all the sort of middle title books that just got ruined by it, you know? I mean, and who knows? Maybe people would disagree, but I just remember books that sort of came back and it was like not quite right, you know?
1: What, what I would love, I was thinking about this the other day, is what I'd love for post Flashpoint mm-hmm. is to completely start in Media Res. Mm hmm. So, right. for example, like, issue 60 of Justice League is, like, the solicitation is, they're at the crossroads, wondering if they even have a purpose. I'd love for issue 61 or issue 1 or whatever it's going to be
2: mm-hmm.
1: to start with, just like them together. Not even a, and this is the rebuilding of the team, just yes. to have a different Justice League. Yeah. And no explanation. And just what... to be like, this is what we're doing. Right. Right. Well, because what... I am really worried that we're going to get, like, three mm-hmm. to six months of rebuilding everything. Right. Right. And that's that's not what I want to see. Like I want to see, I want to see the Batman books pretty much continuing as as is, to be honest. But right. I want to see like the Superman books with Superman no longer being like I'm walking across America to re-find America, y'all. Hey, America, I'm I'm trying to find America. Have you seen America? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I just want Superman to be Metropolis and to be like, you know what I do? I fly around and save people. Right. Deal with it. Right, right, right. I want the Justice like, League just to be in place. I want, you know, Wonder Woman to finally like have some sort of consistent mm-hmm. origin and be in place in the DC Universe and not be off on her own rediscovering her origins or having her parents die again or right. anything like that. I just want them to launch into it and be like, "This is what it is."
0: Well. I agree with you. I think that is absolutely awesome. I also worry that we're... Well, here's the thing. I kind of feel that uh, in in a best-case scenario, there is sort of an idea behind the rollout of what they want to do. And like you said, it's going to be a very... We're starting in media res. It's a very like new jumping on point sort of thing. And what we'll do is we'll have some seeds sewn in there that will be, you know, sort of like one year later, will, like questions that we have that we will be able to uncover later, you know, probably in the next big crossover event, you know? Because um, I do think that, that John's is, at the very least, he's a big fan of, like, rebooting the character. You put more things in at the beginning that you can try and make pay off later on, you know? He he definitely seems to have at least half an eye to the long term game. In fact, oh, I think- he
1: he always did. I mean, I remember the was it the first Justice Society? Like after one year later, where he was like, you know, here's the story, and here's two pages. Then being like, this year,
0: yes, exactly.
1: Which I actually love. I still love that as a as a, mm-hmm. a yeah. Hook. That
0: little hook is was like really fun for a while. I, I have to say, like, I'd rather see that come back than the phrases on chalkboards. <laughs> <laughs> the the marketing slogans. Like when I posted that image for our last podcast,
1: uh oh my god, that cracked me up. Um like the funny thing is I've been uh, reading uh Dan Jurgens' Booster Run and Trade from the library because I am a masochist. Yes. Um and that sort of thing's all the way through it in the background. Like, they'll be like, here we are in Rip Hunter's lab. And they won't say anything, but on in the background. it's And because I'm reading this in trade, and I know what the stories have happened, it's, you know, all these hints for us coming up like two months from now in other titles. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the idea that Rip, in the background, is just like, "God damn it, who is Captain Marvel? Well, and Mister mean... Gold just walks past, and he's like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then he's like, okay, I'll <laughs> put Who is Hawkman now? Okay. Who is Firestorm? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there are things like when somebody's like, "Why does it have to be Bruce?" or "Why did it have to be Bruce?" or something, where I'm, or like, "God bless the cyborg" or something, where I was just like, "Who the fuck would write those?" You know what I mean? Like, it's just something that you would just no self-respecting person would ever write in a dry erase board, unless you were in the middle of a marketing Captain you know, meeting.
1: Cold equals hero. <laughs> uh-huh. Not uh, only that, I'm looking at somebody just, okay, so it's got all these things, and it has Ask Booster in the middle, yes. underlined three times, and with three exclamation bars. Booster's right there, Rip. Yes. You can well, just ask him.
0: <laughs> well, did he ask him on the page? Is that the, the page no. turn
1: where, no? No, that's, that's, the, end. that's the end of um, the Time Master series. Okay. That, the, that is the last page in Time Master.
0: Okay. I would have thought the page before would have been him going like, you know, so who wrote this? Because he's like, because the whole is that I didn't write a single one of them. It's like
1: I was like, what? Huh? Oh uh, no, they they know who wrote it. In the mm-hmm. it's it's um it's the, the... it's future. <laughs> I'm see I'm saying this with a sigh because it's so ridiculous already. It's future Mr. Golds who wrote them all.
0: Oh Lord, yes, of course it was. Ask Booster.
1: Which is me, in the Jeff future. Ask me, but young me, when he goes off to Flashpoint world. Oh So I was reading an interview uh with Jeff Johns about Flashpoint. hmm Uh and they're like, you know, why did you choose you've read Flashpoint One, right? Yes, I have. Okay, they're like, Why did you choose Cyborg as the hero? And Jeff Johns gave what can only be described as the traditional Jeff Johns answer for why do you like Hero eggs, Right He's like Really I think Cyborg is the hero That says most to us About who we are today We are all cyborgs With our cell phones And the internet And I was like I remember when you Started Flash And you were like Barry Allen Is the hero That most of us are today
0: Exactly Always and running love, around with No yeah. sense of time I, and... I
1: love the idea That Jeff Johns Every morning wakes up And he's like Who would I feel like today Right Bad man, bad man is the, hero that <laughs>
0: the creature commandos. <laughs> exactly. who we really are today, if you think about I,
1: it. I woke up this morning and my hair was sticking up, and I was like, "Oh, Mac is the hero that we are today." <laughs> but you know,
0: there is something that's great about that when it's kind of sincere. Like if that's no, 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 way no there is, but that's it.
1: Like he says it so many times. I've I've gone off him I've gone off believing he's sincere about it.
0: Right. Exactly exactly
1: because you don't have so many heroes that are the heroes of today.
0: Right. In theory you in theory you should be picking one or at least you should be like reframing your answer. But really the other thing that's crazy is I mean maybe that'll come up more but Cyborg in Flashpoint number 1 is just Cyborg, you
1: know? No, no, he's he's respected Cyborg. Well, sure, but... So, let's face you... it, Cyborg in regular DC Universe gets no respect at all. He doesn't right. even get a fucking book these days. He appears, like, as the cavalry in Justice League. Right, 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 right.
0: No, I, I totally... I, I get, But I mean, like, in the sense of, like, there's no, like, oh,
1: I mean, he's respected. But, you but know... that that's the same thing about all the characters in Flashpoint. It's like, these characters are massively different. And then you see them and you're like, their costumes are a bit different, but they're pretty much acting the same as normal, except slightly more pissed off.
0: Right. Exactly, exactly. Well, I I do, I wonder about bits and pieces of that. Because it, it is like, I'm like, why doesn't Cyborg have an app then? You know what I mean? Like, just weird, Like like, if he's anything like what you're saying, then why, have you thought about why it actually ties in? Like, I do think that, like, like... Jeff Johns came up with that hook with Barry about the guy who's kind of like never has enough time and da 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 da. And it was a, it's a good hook. It's a good, it's a, it's a good mouth noise in a pitch session. But it,
1: it would be great if it showed up in the series. And if I it? Wouldn't it? Did.
0: yeah, I mean, and it really didn't, did it? I mean, at no, least from it, the really, re- I it
1: really, really, really did Although I have to say, you should when the collection of the second half of the series comes out. Uh You should pick it up, if only for the intervention scene in the second last issue. (laughs) The intervention scene? Oh, I'm not joking. Yeah. Flash, uh, Barry Allen gets a a text message from Iris, and she's like, you have to come home immediately, and he runs home. And there's Iris and Jay Garrick and Wally West, and they're like, we're having an intervention. I'm not in the least bit kidding. What? Uh, And the intervention is because he's withdrawing. And so it cuts to, like j and like, I was withdrawing and then you ran around and I came out and <laughs> embraced humanity. And then it comes to all and he's like, I was a kid and then you poured me with chemicals and then I was a hero. You <laughs> f- my life, Barry. And Barry's like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I even mean about Flash being full of people telling Barry that he's great without Barry doing anything to earn it.
0: Wouldn't it be great if, like, like really the problem with like Barry Allen, the flash is he's the character that's most like Jeff Johns. You know what I mean? Like, like he's, you know, he really is, I and, and I just mean, of course, everyone tells Jeff Johns that they, they, you know, it's like they love him and he's kind of withdrawn and kind of a little bit, you know, like you said, emotionally retarded. I'm like, huh, that might be Jeff Johns. I mean, you know, I haven't had a lot of experience with the guy, but wouldn't that be fascinating if it's like, you know, Like, we don't know it, but he's actually, maybe even he doesn't know it, but, like, he's pouring all sorts of stuff that's actually going into his life. Because if you think
1: about it... Oh, no, the horrible thing is, I quite believe he is. Because Jeff is, if nothing else, a remarkably sincere writer. Right.
0: So you think that he's he's aware of that and is... Oh, no, I'm not
1: sure he's aware of it, but I, I would not be surprised if he's pouring all this stuff in there. And he's like, I'm giving myself this... Into, you know this intervention <laughs> and, and you know I'm working through these issues on the page
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think anyone will catch up and meanwhile like you know we're just being smart asses on a podcast right. and like blah 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 <laughs> boy Jeff John sure runs
0: around a lot in his new job hey wait you know
1: <laughs> DC points <laughs> It's like DC Comics, but it's different. That would be great. Tans Dio, your mother was dead. Now she's alive.
0: <laughs> Len, we now you're the Enchantress.
1: <laughs> Isn't he, though? Isn't Len the Enchantress?
0: <laughs> once you say it out loud, it just feels right. Let's face it.
1: <laughs> say it once and it sounds like singing a <laughs>
0: Oh, there's nothing I love more than a well-timed West Side Story song reference. So,
1: you know, I'm I, so close. Going, let we know. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the closer we get to it, where it's you singing and performing <laughs> the comics, honestly, like the more we'll be. I would, have to,
2: I would have to learn to sing first.
0: <laughs> you're doing you're doing a perfectly fine job.
1: As you're Kate once described my singing. Every third note, I might be right. <laughs> uh,
0: ouch!
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 it, that's probably why it sounds great to me. It's like way higher than my average. Listener. Exactly
1: right. Right now, everyone else listening to this is like, "Oh God, stop!"
0: Please, no, no, neither of you. It's like we bring up the violins. Uh, I, you know, Flashpoint. It was, it was a, uh, uh, it was a comic. <laughs>
1: It was a pretty strong comic, though. As far uh, yeah, as no, crossover I, I, goes, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah, um, but I I enjoyed it and think it's a flash story. It's not a crossover.
0: What? Well, do you think? Because there's no, honestly, Barry's sort of bookended. I actually kind of thought Flashpoint sort of sums up what Jeff Johns wants to do with the Flash, which is have a story in which he's barely present. You know what I mean? Like
1: <laughs> that's what I mean. It's a flash story. I don't know. I just. I understand why it's an event insofar as, hey, it's going to reset the DC universe and it stars lots of other DC characters. But the thing is, it doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It stars characters who look like the other DC characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so for an event to work for me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it has to have characters I'm interested in mm-hmm. interacting as opposed to. Lots of characters who are kind of like the characters I were interested in <laughs> interacting. Do you know what I mean? Like I have no interest in any of the spin-off books because I don't know any of these characters. And they're not different enough or playing with the concept enough to for that difference to be worth reading either. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, whereas actually I kind of liked I wouldn't pick up their little individual series, but I liked the outsider, I liked uh, Farouk, and
1: I kind of like that sort of He-Man Yeah, i I say, Cap- Captain Thunder Shazam thing I really like, it's He-Man meets the Forever People
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. so,
1: like I like that idea, when I realized that Talkie Tyner- Tiger has become Battle Cat I was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh of course, he even has the fucking armor Right, yeah <gasps> When I realized that, I was like, why didn't I see that first? Why was that not the first thing that I saw? <laughs>
0: It's true. It actually was one of those things where the page is so well designed. You're just like, I guess that's just a thing in the background. Like it's so design element heavy. Um, you know, the other thing that I have to say I liked about Flashpoint is sort of in the same way that Stuart Immonen has been, you know, kind of, you know, bringing Fear itself up a notch. I just feel it's at a, it kind of a much lower notch. I, I, I'm not necessarily the hugest anti Kubert fan in the world, but. I kind of liked his like shots of people in the background, like that little police station sequence with um, Barry and his mom had a lot of different little people in the background expressing character. And I kind of thought that
1: was helpful, you know? To be utterly snarky. uh, Maybe that's why it takes him so long to draw an issue. Maybe, maybe. That's, that's, That's the other thing. I'm Uh, almost willing to lay money that Flashpoint will at some point miss its shipping
0: we'll see which is one of those crazy ass things is like the way (laughs) they've got this son of a bitch nailed down they kind of can't
1: yeah I know well they did the same with Infinite Crisis they've got a guest artist
0: right right exactly which I just
1: I'm like can I I that's exactly one week wiggle room do you know what I mean like yeah Exactly. It can't come out any later than the first week in September.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, just otherwise, I mean, it, it could be a huge, colossal calamity.
1: I mean, at least Fear itself doesn't have to worry about that. Stuart Eminem does not miss deadlines. Oh, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> so, no. I no, mean, Stuart, right. Fear itself is going to ship on time, or it's someone other than Stuart Eminem that's made yeah, it late. I agree. I think so,
0: too. I, I think that if it, if it ends up going, it's going to be going this way, so... But I, I would I would actually be I'll be shocked. I think Fear itself is going to run right on time. Cause who God knows after reading that second issue, I'm like. <laughs> hey, did you like it? The second issue? Oh yes. yeah, I guess I didn't really talk about it. Cause you okay, this is going to be difficult to talk about since we're talking about it on air. It's not such a big secret, but I'm working on a another project. Uh, that involves talking about fear itself and flashpoint. So um you know to which I'm...
1: Yeah, well, i Yeah I know exactly what you're referring. To. Oh, okay.
0: Anyway, so I you know, I, I may end up rehashing some of the points there slash here. But no, Fear Itself was it was it was kinda of god awful. I really like that's <laughs> I like that Slurpee page. That may have been my favorite the page in the book. Um I, I didn't fucking love Slurpees.
1: Yeah I, exactly. having now seen the film the idea of Anthony Hopkins just shouting Slurpy,
0: Slurpy, yeah, yeah, it would be lovely. I wearing,
1: actually... You weren't Welsh enough when you said
2: that. Well, yeah, it's true.
1: Well, I'd lo- have you seen the Thor movie? I haven't. I love that Odin, like everyone else, is doing their best English accent. Odin shows up and is just like Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we all descend from a Welsh god. <laughs> well, you know, I can almost see it. Uh, when you're Anthony Hopkins, you don't put on any accents. It's bad enough you put on that costume. It's like, I'm not going any person. Exactly.
0: That's it. I mean, he's played other characters, and he's like, oh, nope, this is what you get. I'm not doing the accent, which, to be fair, I think has served him well. The thing that I think is kind of a shame about that Slurpee ad is arguably the closest you have to a scene in a in this book that works and or does something is probably the Odin speech sequence. That being said, I don't really care about it. I also kind of thought that the whole, like, hollowed-out planet that they're on that is so kind of faux apocalypsian, you know, was actually kind of interesting and fun, too. But... But no, I really... but but
1: it's not a hollowed-out planet. Is is it not that he's building the planet?
0: Oh, oh, maybe he's building it. I figured he pulled (laughs) something together and... My
1: understanding was that he was using his crazy Odin power to build a planet.
0: Ah, whereas I thought the crazy Odin planet that was built, instead of having seas, you know, oceans, there's actually just huge holes. Which is is a
1: much more interesting idea.
0: Uh, well, I I can't take any credit for it. It's definitely the way that it's drawn here, but it, you never see it again in this issue. So I guess we'll have to wait next issue to see whether.
1: We're... Uh, no, what? No, we just see we just see them on somewhere. Right, right. That's, that's exactly. the way Marvel works. Well, you know,
0: I I have to say the other thing that I thought sucked ass about Fear itself issue two, I and mean, there were was a lot, is like. Like, it's kind of super cowardly to write a book that's, like, all about fear, fear itself, and the marketing's all like, fear, there's things we're all afraid of. Graham, I'll be honest. If there's something that I'm not afraid of in these troubled times, it's, like, rocket-powered mecha-Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, like not, like not once you throw a bunch yeah, of Nazis do, do, into, do like, battle robots. You're, you're, just, you're just
1: not thinking hard enough about it. <laughs> Rocket-powered mecha-Nazis, James.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I. That's part of why I said it out loud. Like, maybe that'll make me fall in love with it. But, I mean, like, you know, like, like, aren't Nazis, like, the easiest, simplest, like, way to dodge talking about anything that's happening in the real world today, you know, with any kind of, like... I mean, don't get me the, wrong. The,
1: the answer is yes, but at the same time, aren't Nazis also in the Captain America film that Fear itself is designed to promote?
0: Well, I, I think that's my other thing that, that I really don't like about Fear itself, is, like, the only heroes who really do any talking are Captain America and Thor, and neither of them do anything. They at least just get to talk. But, like, other than that, like, I you know, as cheesy as it is, I appreciated the point that in Flashpoint everybody got a chance to run their lips, you know? It was the typical comic booky like, surely you remember that I hate you and you hate me and we hate each other. Well, of course we do, because of exposition dump, you know? But at least there was an idea of, like, these people are moving their lips. Even the kids in Shazam, a good chunk of them, each got something to say. Whereas, like, in Fear itself, like, the stuff that's, like, people are saying is just... Gappity goo, and there's not much of it, you know. Like I don't even think that. I just think that the like the scene with uh, between Betty and Bruce just kind of was butt, you know. It was just sheer butt. It had no.
1: (laughs) I remember when you were a wordy critic, and now you're describing (laughs) it as (laughs) butt. Well, it is That's true. That's just sheer sure, but.
0: That, there's nothing else to say, but that is but. That is, and not even in the good sense of the term.
1: No, but you're you're entirely right. It, it's, uh, it's a really vapid comic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect word for it, isn't it? I just, wow. Same scene over and over again. And then that ending is just so atrocious.
1: I love like, that ending. Where are the heroes? Where are they? Where? <laughs> Where? Where? Ugh. It's like, well, this should be right with you. (laughs) You said about it like half an issue before. Well, you
0: know, there's this weird like on that. Yeah, exactly.
1: And he's like, this isn't
0: a drill, people. Avengers assemble. And then the last panel is him going, Avengers? And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it's that classic where Fraction has once again gotten burned by his... His storytelling collaborator, although I kind of I, doubt yeah, it.
1: Yeah, really? With Eminem? Yeah,
0: exactly, you know. exactly. So, but I'm just like, I don't, I. it really is. It's all, it is, it just couldn't be more empty drama-ish, you know? Although, again...
1: The thing is, like, you know the next issue is going to start with, like, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, like, the cliffhangers, where are the Avengers? I'm interested to start with. Here they are. Right.
0: That's, ah, finally. Woohoo! Boy. Wow, is it hard to get parking in this town. I mean, like, it's really, like, it's so, yeah, it's really frustrating. I mean, I I do think one thing that, that is worth pointing out, though, is is that this is Fraction's big, first big event, you know? Like, I don't necessarily know if the Internet's full of, like, you know, Fraction versus John's fight. You know, but I do have to say that Johns has at least done a bunch of these before. You yeah. know, yeah. so because um, I thought like I don't, I don't even I mean he's been doing team books forever too, which is the other thing. So even oh, by the done, time
1: he's done Day of Judgment, Infinite Crisis, right, Blackest Night, and then One. right. And I
0: would have to say that even Infinite Crisis was kind of a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? Like it was not especially. He 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 was he was kind of out of his depth at that point too. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, day of judgment was, was that his first book? And so his first title essentially at DC is more or less an event book. So, you know, so by the time he's gotten to this, we can say this is something that he knows how to do. Uh, Fear itself. Uh, You get the sense that fractions kind of learning the ropes.
1: I am looking at the art of fear itself and I'm going to, disagree with you and say it's actually very clear that Odin is building a planet.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Because you see the piece of rock he stands on grow as he walks.
0: Uh, really? You do? Oh. Mm. That's not just the camera pulling back?
1: No, because you see like, an end of it, and then you see it
0: again and it's much longer oh right I see what you're saying right right that little little island that he's on and then right the next I see and then it's growing and spreading okay so but that so you're saying that that last panel right before the delightful slurpy is the
2: Slurpee.
1: See, you're even better
0: at it so good uh Is the planet in construction, but it is not being—it is not fully done yet. Yeah, it's not finished. Oh, okay. I kind of thought it was kind of cool—the whole hollow battle planet kind of thing. It would have been. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, Graham. I very much appreciate you going. No, no, Jeff. Let's 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 not be uh, inexact here. This one thing that you like is entirely your. It's
1: actually there. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Let's not give this the benefit of the doubt in any way, shall we? Hey,
1: that that explains so many comics that I love. I love it when this happens. Oh, it doesn't happen? Um, okay. <laughs> I still liked it. <laughs> exactly. For the wrong reasons.
0: Couldn't have been more wrong. Um, yeah, no, I, actually, it's going to be kind of a challenge. There aren't a lot of comics that I have read that I didn't talk about in the capsule review.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it's, it's a problem. I could talk about the Thor movie, but uh, I might accidentally stop you from seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I say it, go it, for it. It was fine. Yeah. Um, it was... I would say I believed everyone who was like, it's just as good as Iron Man, and it's not. Right. We'll see, um, yeah. It's so, much, it's so much more scattered, and kind of like really lazily written in points. Like, things happen because they happen. Right. Um, especially Thor going from unworthy to worthy. Oh, really? It is it's pretty much like, oh, wait, I realize I don't have to be a dick.
2: Ah! <laughs> um,
1: and also, like, so, so he he goes through, um, he basically proves he's worthy by sacrificing himself for the good of others. Mm-hmm. And then, out of nowhere, it turns out that his hammer knows this and flies to him and brings him back to life. Wow. And it's like, really? <laughs> 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 so, and, and then, it, it, to explain it, it cuts back to Anthony Hopkins doing the whosoever holds this shall they be worthy would worthy uh, has the power of Thor thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, if, if that's your MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and I know that's the speech in the comic don't have him say that speech have him say some speech along the lines of if he ends up being worthy then the hammer will find him as opposed to whoever holds this if they're right. worth because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's obviously not holding him the hammer fucking flies to him after he's dead <laughs> to, to
0: be fair it would be kind of awesome to see like like the hammer of Thor, like you know, and it says on one side, you know, whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, and then you flip it over to the other side, and there's the also like, in if case die, of death, yes. and you are still worthy, <laughs> truly worthy as we deem fit. The hammer will come to you and resuscitate you. However, this is not applicable in all states. You know, I think that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> Hope you land in Oklahoma. So let's see. <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 fine. Yet it's also way too busy. And it's funny because all the the criticisms I had of it, mm-hmm. I came away thinking all the criticisms I had, I'm going to have more so for Green Lantern.
0: Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, I think after seeing Iron Man two, I very much felt like we're never going to get a unbusy Marvel film again. You know what I mean? Where they're just not jamming in too much shit. Because it's kind of the nature of...
1: You know. Oh, there there is also a spectacular um, cameo from Hawkeye. Um, which uh-huh. I can only guess was filmed after the rest of the movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, because probably. Because Thor is breaking into the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s base to get his hammer. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it cuts to Agent Coulson, who's in all the other Marvel films. And he's like, Barton, you're up. And Hawkeye's like, I could go for a gun. I'll give my bow and arrow. Which, first of all, is completely fucking ludicrous. And then, (laughs) then, like, instead of going after him, he gets up on a crane so he's got a better vantage point. Right. And the entire Hawkeye scenes are him going, I can take the shot. Do you want me to take the shot? And Agent Coulson being like, hold off. That's it. (laughs) And then he's like, stand down so basically if you've never seen if you don't know who barton is right then you will honestly spend that part of the film being like why isn't this guy taking the shot
2: who is this guy who is this guy why why do do we never see him again yeah
1: exactly because he doesn't appear ever again so later on so so even though he's on the base okay later on when the destroyer comes in and starts destroying things and they're like we're putting our best people on it he's not there Uh, if
0: he, all they need. Hopefully, there will be a deleted scene in the DVD where he's like standing outside the Seven Eleven with a Slurpee. Like, ah, I
1: just no, no. To... He's going. He'll have his point arrow and arrow. Be pointing to the destroyer. To be like, should I take the shot? Because like, not yet. Stand down. Stand down. <laughs> exactly. If you take the shot, the movie's over. Don't take the shot. Don't <laughs> let him get to the hammer. Come on, let him get to the hammer. Just don't take the shot. I know you can take the shot. Don't take the shot. You're so <laughs> with arrow. Don't take the shot. <laughs>
0: That um, actually would be an awesome modern action franchise Can I take the shot? The movie
1: yes, Don't take the shot It would be what it's hard to be called
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably true uh, that, that, that
1: A band was. so deadly That he gets taken to like all the ter- all the trouble spots But he can never use his skills. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be called like Kurt's Danger or something
0: Well, you know, I have to say, if they they ever need a Hawkeye movie, which I don't think that they ever will, but...
1: Oh, I I want to say they are actually planning a Hawkeye movie. Um, Are they? It would be great. I I think it's not true. They might be doing a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie that's Hawkeye's lead. Right, right. Uh, The one thing about Thor that I genuinely liked Mm -hmm. um, was the post-trailer, post-credits tease for the next film because it actually manages to tease Captain America and the Avengers at once.
0: Oh. Interesting.
1: And it's not even like again, you have to be a geek to understand how it teases either. Right. Exactly. But it's such an Easter egg shout-out that it's spectacular. Oh, well that's great.
0: Uh yeah, I mean kinda it it'll, it'll it's interesting to me. I, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing Thor, I think because of the the earth sequences, I guess the sequences on earth, the little bits and pieces in the trailer. I'm like, I, I will probably see this like, you know, sort of like Ken Bronnig is one of those guys who weirdly, I think has a pretty good hand with comedy as yeah,
1: a, Kat Dannings is great. Right. She completely steals the film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like knowing that I will probably see the movie for weirdly enough for her, but, but yeah, when the rest of it was going on, I was like, mm, yeah, maybe not so much. So, uh, interesting well we'll see when the hell is Green Lantern
1: out is that at the end of the month next, next month so the, the, I think it's like middle of June and then Captain America's at July
0: mid July I'm fascinated by the fact that they didn't give
1: Captain America a 4th of July opening you know, uh, I'm. It's, I think it would have been killed. I think Captain America is going to be a horrible flop.
0: Oh, clearly, clearly, I think the only the reason why they didn't is, that, yeah, it was going to get slaughtered. But it just kind of. I mean, to it's, me it's, it's what
1: like... is coming out in July Fourth? Because is it not like Transformers or something insane? Like I think it, it is. It yeah. up against something, it would be up against something really. Mm-hmm. really
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see. I just think that that's kind of like wow.
1: Nothing is coming at July Fourth. That's no. crazy. Really? No, seriously, nothing is coming at July Fourth. July first, Transformers is coming out, so that's probably the big, the big. Yeah, one.
0: I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's because of the. I guess that's the weekend, the closest weekend. But man, remember when Fourth of July was like it was like a know. big
1: thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Green Lantern's June seventeenth. Between now and then, mm-hmm. on June third, X Men First Class.
0: Ah, uh, right.
1: Or as I call it, nah.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god! X Men First Class must
1: must be just the the unluckiest film ever. (laughs) Because really, who cares? Who honestly gives a shit?
0: Well, you know, we could be wrong. It could be the sort of thing that, um, you know, there are probably people who just saw the three X-Men movies and loved them that are not comic book readers. No one saw the third one and loved it. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I mean, I saw it. That's what it I mean.
2: Terrible. Yeah, but did you love it?
1: I saw yeah. it.
0: No, 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 I I saw it, and I did not think that it was good. I thought it was actively terrible, but I know there were other people who were like, it was fine. It was at least as good as X-Men 2 or something, where I'm like, uh, no, not really. I mean, and that's not even a very high bar to clear, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's um, – well, anyway – I would like to think that in theory someone wants to see it, I cannot for the life of me figure out who. And it looks every Terrible. single shot every publicity still every photo, every trailer every, either, either you have people who have absolutely no charisma whatsoever or you have charismatic people who have been drained of their charisma like Just had it sucked out of them like bone marrow. Like, honestly, like every shot of that movie that I've seen, I'm like, January Jones looks terrible, I have to say.
1: She looks very unhappy to be there. Everyone kind of looks unhappy to be there.
0: Everyone looks unhappy to be there. They all look like they, like, you know answered like a call for like i don't know like a free massage or something and they they're like locked in a room and forced to act or something it's like it's like one of the saw movies or something like that it's like (laughs) if you can get to the end of this x-men script i'll let you go (laughs) but one of you will have to die
1: that's actually what director sounds like i i i didn't even know you knew
0: i i you know we're close uh
1: you and you and mark miller
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly oh right see that's like matthew vaughn right yeah guess. Like, yeah. you know I, I don't know it's like that guy seemed to have a better sense of humor before he got a hold of that franchise so um i'm also fascinated by the way that everyone like it's like how do we capture that sense of brian singer's x-men movies like those movies were a little pretentious but they weren't totally humorless you know
1: and <laughs> How do we capture this Brian Singer sense? Here's an idea, don't.
0: Right, right.
1: They weren't that good. Well,
0: <laughs> they, they weren't, but like having seen those trailers where they have the loving shots of like the Oh, no, it's, it's honestly like,
1: generation. you know, Brian Singer invented cinema. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's really kind of like this beloved franchise, how the mysteries began. I'm like, dudes, really? I, what? Like, really odd. I'll be honest. I, I'm going to call it right now. Have you seen that that amazing JPEG of uh, Animal and Beaker from the Muppets as the new X-Men?
2: <laughs> no. Where
0: it's like Animal but, has like Wolverine's oh comics coming out. No. Oh my God, you haven't seen it? You've got to find it, Graham. It is like, it will make you feel good about life. Uh, let us see if I, like... I...
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking for that right now, Jeff. Do I Jeff. have my do I have my favorites? Cause... How how the hell have I not seen that? Oh my God, there it is! Yeah. Holy Mother of Crap! <laughs> that's spectacular,
0: isn't it? Great. I'm like, that is precisely going to give me that's more that's enjoyment than meant first class. I see. Exactly, right? Like I'm just like, oh my God, that's so good. So yeah, there we have
1: it's, it. It's <laughs> it's so great. Also, I love that quite clearly, someone's like, I love Frank Whiteley. Like, yes. Because doesn't Mika actually look like Frank Whiteley Cyclops? Well,
0: I thought so. Amazingly so. To the point where it's like a really good match. Like, I was like, wow, somebody is a genius. Because that is a brilliant connection. No, he really does. He looks like Whiteley Cyclops. And like I said, that is not only is that the movie I want to see, that is that image, just that one image, is going to give me. Is, captures more of the X-Men spirit than I'm going to say X-Men
1: First Class is going to be able to do. Hey, talking about X-Men. How do you feel about the ultimate comics relaunch at Marvel?
0: Oh, um hmm. I I you know, I'm tempted to really say no more than indifferent, but I do have to say, you know, I I was kind of that whole cover graphic doodah thing that you sort of talked about struck me as kind of comical.
1: Isn't it, Isn't it spectacular? We've, we're really yes. searching for the great, the best look for the covers. And we thought, why don't we do the look that we did 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, it's the same comics. Yeah. They mm-hmm. launched the reology line, like, it's all new mm-hmm. with the same comics. Yeah. Like, there's not even been an X-Men book mm-hmm. for... Mm-hmm. What, what three years now? I don't know, and they're like, That's how we're gonna relaunch the line Ultimate X Men, right? Really, right. yeah, really.
0: Uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm just shocked they keep doing it because I'm like, dude, you guys, you guys did your gamble, you did ultimatum, you gave Jeff Loeb. The, the shot, and he, he poisoned the well. I mean, the well was not in such hot shape The well before, was pretty he,
1: damn poisoned before that. He, w- exactly, exactly. But, he, but he, I mean, it wasn't Capper. Interestingly enough, Jeff Loeb's treatment of the X-Men in the Ultimate Universe after that, in Ultimate Comics X, mm-hmm. was more forward-thinking than what they're doing now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: tell me why. Because it got rid of the X-Men. It was like, they were just mutants. Mm-hmm. there's There's not the familiar characters mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: they're just they're just existing and having a shitty, shitty life, hmm.
2: well,
1: which I... is better than and then one of them dresses up as Wolverine and they get back together and form the x men What do you think Hey <laughs> a- <A>? hey <laughs> exactly oh. <laughs> I've got this great idea. No one's ever seen it before. These guys right they're mutants they're <laughs> get this. Feared and hated by a world they're sworn to protect. They get together, right? <laughs> and they form this team. And they're they're following Professor Xavier's lessons together. So so Xavier starts with an X. Why don't we call him the X-Men? It's it's stunning. No one's ever thought about this before, ever. It's mo- the most forward-thinking thing ever in the world. Ever. Are the solicitation tags for ultimate ultimates? Ultimate Ultimates. It's called. It's actually Ultimate Comic Ultimates, but still, uh, it's Ultimate Comic Ultimates. Ultimate um, Comic
0: Ultimates. Jesus God, Marvel. But
1: no, it, it, it's, this station is like, this is the series you've been waiting for, and it's like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not even slightly. I have. I can pretty much promise you that I was not waiting for this at all. Yeah, in the slightest.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the Ultimates thing is kind of a drag, but I mean but I said my goodbyes pretty
1: much to all of those titles a while ago. You know, but here's here's the thing, and I'm really surprised that Marvel I, I am and I'm not surprised that Marvel has not learned to listen. The ultimates are the authority. After oh. a certain period of time, stop fucking using them. Right. No, I, I it's, t- it's a limited time offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the, all the new launches you can come up with it
0: not change that. Right. Right. No, I just, I don't, I, I, I just don't, I can't figure out why they continue to do it. Because it's not, it's not like it's helping sales any. It's, it's not like the sales of the titles themselves are that strong before the relaunch. I can't imagine that it's all going to jump up because everything got relaunched earlier, right? You know, I mean, like, in theory, the Ultimate X-Men one is the one where it's like, well... Except I guess there's the Ultimate X book, which I've not been paying attention to. But I just don't, I just, uh, I'm, just I'm just shocked. I'm like, Marvel, this is an IP that you've run into the ground. Like, if you really do care about it, retire it for a little bit. And the,
1: the other thing that kind of all is, like, it's not like the world is hurting for Avengers comics, X-Men comics, or Spider-Man comics.
0: Well, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: You know, like, mm-hmm. just Just do the main line.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, Marvel clearly is comfortable like shoveling 80 titles onto the onto the marketplace whether we want them or not. Why not just lay off these brands for a little bit until we do want them again, you know? Um it, it it's like the whole idea with Thor was Thor being out of the marketplace for such a long time was a good thing and it helps it helped us miss those characters. I I know this is something that we've talked about um you know a few episodes back but like Daredevil coming back the new Punisher title I don't I don't really have any interest in any of those you know the thing that's ironic is I kind of feel like Moon Knight might end up being enough of a success sales wise and success should really have air quotes around it that I think that that they'll think that oh well we're on the right track here
1: you know oh I I will admit I'm probably going to pick up at least first issue of um Daredevil mhm just because it's Mark Wade, Pablo Rivera, and Marcus Martin. Right. You know, it's like, sure. <laughs> if right. those guys can't come up with a good comic, I will be surprised. Whether it's a comic that I'm like, I like this enough. It's, uh, David Brothers said it, a really interesting thing on Twitter the other day. We were talking about Witchblade, of all things. Right. And the, it was, the defense was pretty much like, it's pretty decent. And if he was like, I can't afford pretty decent. Right. Which I think is, I, I think every comic publisher should have, like, tattoos on their heads. Yeah, yeah, because there are a lot of pretty decent books out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but really, how many people can honestly afford pretty decent?
0: Right. No, it's it's well, I it is a, it is the question, isn't it? I mean, we're I think we're all trying to figure out because honestly, there's books that I buy. Like I, I read the Power Man and Iron Fist, you know, issue four or five. I thought it was pretty. Not Decent. awesome. Yeah, it was... I, I, I like the first couple of issues a lot. This issue, I was pretty like, yeah, this is kind of meh. I mean, obviously, I'm getting it on my pull list, so I couldn't really opt out of it, but I would still pick up the last issue, you know? Um, in fact, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, oh, right, this is just a limited series. Huh, well, I won't be seeing these characters again anytime soon, I suspect, you know? But I I... Let's put it this way. I think we all have kind of decent books that we support. It's just those are unless those books die off, like we're not picking up more. You know, I, I
1: do well, feel no, that, exactly. Yeah. I, I I pretty. We all have favorite characters. I mean, I am buying not only Legion of Superheroes but Adventure Comics featuring Legion Academy. <laughs> right. If I am completely honest, both the books are pretty decent, right. as opposed to ones I would actually recommend people to buy. I enjoy both of them a great deal. Mm-hmm. But that's because I have all this nostalgic attachment to the characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and not just the characters, I'm to Paul Levitt.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
1: Exactly. Um, but if, if the books were cancelled, I don't think I'd be like, damn it, that's <laughs> left a hole in my reading. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, I, there are so many books like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I just feel that... Ah, I mean, it's sounds ridiculous to say, like do better comics, but there really should be better comics. Well, but <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I
0: I kind of feel that. I mean, here's the thing that's really weird: is I feel within the framework, they're, and what's interesting to me is I feel that Marvel and DC both have different, entirely different frameworks of where they're coming from. Um, they're both, I think, trying to do. The best comics that they can, and the that they can means whatever that framework is, you know, in the case of Marvel, it's like they're doing the best comics they can do given what sales or marketing or who am or whomever tells them that they can do books about you know mm-hmm. um and, and I feel like d c is like we're doing like the best books that we can that editorials willing to let us do, you know. Uh, considering that editorial keeps changing its mind every three months, what it is that they're, we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know? But but apart from that, I mean, yeah, there's some good, like, this this issue of Captain America, Captain America 617. I don't know if you picked it up. It had three different artists on it, uh, and Chris Samney does the sort of uh, Steve Rogers action sequence at the end, I guess. Um it's alright. It's I, I quite enjoyed it. I was like, this is this is a decent like I'm paying my three ninety nine for it. It's a little pricey, but you know. But it's it's a good comic. It's a decent comic. But it's that thing of like but I also know that so many people are kind of burnt out on it. Frankly, I'm kind of I sort of had dropped out for a long period and now I'm picking I might not even pick up the next issue, you know? If I hadn't been through the whole like, you know, I picked up the big Captain America special anniversary issue, and I'm like, oh, hey, Bucky's in a Russian gulag punching guys. I always like it when Brubaker puts his people in prison. I'll, I'll check out the next <laughs> well, storyline. That's
1: lucky, considering how many times Brubaker puts his people in prison. Well, that's Sarah it. it. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, I it, really like it. It's been a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> in prison. <laughs> Giving a narration about how much they hate themselves and how their life has turned to shit, and nobody notices Seriously, take take the uh, inner monologue from Bucky from the first part of Gulag, uh-huh. and just just take those boxes, cut them out, and then paste them into Sleeper, and see if it makes an appreciable difference.
0: Oh yeah, no, I totally I totally get it. You can probably pop back and put them in the the Daredevil sequence that where he did it the first time, and it was
1: no, because he only he only does that when um, you know people like to say things like I can't see, I'm in jail, <laughs> and I can't see. My radar sense says this guy smells. <laughs>
2: Oh, crap.
1: That's why, that's why I should never, ever, ever, ever be allowed to anywhere near Daredevil. <laughs> why? Because
0: you just keep uh, having people put in, like, panels like that? Like,
1: yeah, I just, I just keep having panels where it's like, I can feel the sun in my face, but I can't see it because I'm blind. <laughs>
0: well, but that used to be it. I mean, that was Daredevil's big hook way back when. I mean, you know, I, I remember that was one of the things that cracked me up rereading uh, Bill Mantlo's Contest of Champions, you know, is how
2: utterly...
1: That that is spectacular, because he's like, you know, this guy's fighting style is incredible, but he doesn't know that I'm blind, and you're like, that's (laughs) not an advantage, (laughs) Daredevil. I can't believe you remember that. Yes, exactly. You're like, wow. Why would you even bring that up?
0: You know, but that was always the way. Now it's just very much like, you know. I that,
1: know, because now that it's been replaced by I am self-loathing.
0: Right, right. Like, he, exactly. never, he
1: never talks about being played anymore. He's just, he just like, oh, about, I
0: fucked my life. I'm a miserable son of a bitch. Which was great for a while. It'll be interesting to see how they revise that. Um. Well,
1: no, I'm, that's why I'm looking forward to the Wade one because Wade's essentially been like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We, we've done the self-loathing thing to to, to death. Like, I love the idea that he's going to come back and be like, hey, sucks. But guess what? I'm not going to bitch about it anymore.
0: I just, I kind of feel like every issue of Wade's run is going to be like, next ish, the return of Mike Murdoch. And then, you know, there's going to be, we're not.
1: Well, it would be spectacular if that is literally the caption of the end issue and he never comes back.
0: Yes, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking they might do, is like, and then just not bring him back. uh... You know what it's
1: going to be? He's going to be fighting uh, mecha-nazis Mecha-nazis, yeah At at the end of every issue (laughs) He'll be like I've solved this social problem That child has found her cat and schooling. And then a Nazi's going to th- come down and, like, flatten the child and right. be like, Blitzkrieg USA!
0: <laughs> I was going to make that joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, that Blitzkrieg USA thing. I was like,
1: ah, oh, no, no. Blitzkrieg USA. I do like that, uh, in fear self, like, that's a caption as if that is what Washington renamed. <laughs> Exactly. It's like in the Marvel Universe, Washington gets destroyed so often they've just renamed it Blitz Creek USA. Blitz Creek
2: USA. Exactly.
0: Your bomb here. I. 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 Oh, hey, Faye. Well, anyway. Blitz Creek
2: USA.
1: (laughs) That's how we should just end the podcast now. Just by one of us shouting, Blitz Creek USA. Exactly
0: just have the panels unfold
1: Wah!
0: i yeah well are you saying that we need to go <laughs> did, did you just end the podcast for us graham is that uh... i didn't mean to <laughs> well you know what actually we should we, we actually
1: yeah you you have to go in like
0: exactly so we should jump here and then that'll give us time to actually um
1: converse
0: indeed as it were Uh, yeah, so, Jesus, how the hell have you heard more about... (laughs) Sorry, listeners. See ya.